You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Teen Wolf After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Teen Wolf After Show. She tied the road. Love the music in this show. Is this live? Yeah. Yeah. Hello, After Buzzers. We're here doing another After Buzz TV after show on MTV's on MTV's Teen Wolf, and it's season three, episode eighteen, Riddled. I'm your host this evening, Kristen Elizabeth Snyder. Joining me, After Buzz TV host June Lee, and our special guest this evening plays Marin Morell on MTV's Teen Wolf. Please welcome Bianca Lawson. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So how was it working on the Teen Wolf set? I mean, this this year's obviously a lot darker than last year, mm-hmm. but playing uh, the good druid versus the dark druid, mm-hmm. and then this season we have the good kitsune and bad kitsune. Mm-hmm. What was it like just with working with the cast and on set? Oh, I mean, it's amazing um, because they ordered 24 episodes. I mean, just sort of like the depth of like the workload um for the writers and for Jeff but um I love how dark it is and for mm-hmm. the longest time and I think kind of still with Marin she's still very sort of morally ambiguous is she helping the kids is she you know yeah um this last hmm. season she was helping we'll see what she does in the coming episodes but it's it's great yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to it. And mm. just like this episode was fantastic. Amazing. I felt like I was watching a movie. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it was like a standalone almost. Like oh, yeah. a mystery goes a long way in this show. Mm-hmm. And there is a little bit in every single episode and it's different. And what I like about it is it doesn't go on too long so that there's not satisfaction in each show. Like each show you get that climax in the episode and then you get a conclusion which really makes the audience I think satisfied and brings us back each week so we know there's going to be a mystery we know you know yeah. something there's going to be mm-hmm. a danger but mm-hmm. each episode is sort of feels like a complete meal exactly like a, mm-hmm. in that way you can feel satisfied each week and I mean you still can't wait till next week but it's just great and I really like that we're taking on this new storyline with right. styles yeah. it's not that I don't want to focus on Scott anymore but a lot of shows get stuck <laughs> in circling with the same plot lines. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of shows we do here, and I feel like every week we are covering the same plot that we covered like two seasons ago, sort of. The characters just retracing their steps, falling back to old paths. So it's nice to see that they're taking chances. It's not just like this cyclical thing over and over and over again. Um, What I like is I think last season was very like... Kubrick. It was very like physically violent, and this time it's very sort of Lynch, very mm-hmm. um, like Hitchcock. It's very psychologically dark, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, this episode in particular was very sort of like Jungian with like the shadow self. Absolutely, and, you know. Right yeah. when we had the writers on, they were saying, you know, how the theme of the season is kind of like the light and the darkness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We saw that truly, you know, 
It's like, how do you escape yourself if the dark is within you? Which I kind of, yeah. Yeah, I know that riddle. Oh, Mm -hmm. my gosh. Yeah, the riddle was fantastic. What was your your favorite part of the episode, this episode, for you guys? My favorite part was... um, when Salves was in sort of the basement of his mind and sort of dealing with the shadow and having That's a to great figure way to out, say it too right try to figure out like what does the riddle mean like you know mm-hmm. um and um, when they unwrapped it, the guy's oh face God, and yes. it was him mm-hmm. i was just like i was like trying to figure out who it was like even when it was partially still on mm-hmm. his face and it was only the top um that was like coming off i still i was like who is this who's it ever, gonna be did you ever see um david lynch's eraser head well, I haven't seen that okay. one. Everyone's going to like yeah. yell at me. Well, <laughs> I'm well, going to write a, it down. It's about, well, uh, really quickly, because it reminded me of sort of like the mummified Styles' shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, this man, he has a he has a child with this woman, and it turns out to be like a worm baby. And that's sort of what oh. the mummy looked like. Oh. So on Twitter, we're like, I'm like, wait, is anybody else? Everyone's like, yes, yes. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking it was. It's kind of very, very creepy. But um, it was a really moving episode oh. with him maybe having like what, adolescent dementia? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. I know. I cried. I was scared. Like this episode <laughs> was so intense. I mm-hmm. absolutely agree with you. What I love is like this season is so internal, yet we are still so entertained. I know Jeff said next week's going to be really action-packed but the fact that they can show us visually what's going on inside someone's head inside these characters heads that's ridiculous it's just like so impressive and it looks like a film i mean the cinematography the camera work Mm -hmm. it's gorgeous the special effects Mm -hmm. it looks like you're watching a movie even like the little moments when um stilinski styles father was you know hanging his head when he was when they finally find out that he does have the dementia like how there was like the subtle slow motion added Mm -hmm. to it just those little effects really made it you know, feel like a film for me. Yeah, and, and I the really score and the music selection. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, Laura and Dino, mm-hmm. they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I really like also that in the writing they don't repeat themselves. Like right. you know, when they went to Stilinski, they could have said. This is what happened with the whole call, and right. this is where he is, oh, step by right. step. A That's lot a of shows point. repeat that. But right. instead, we did the like ellipses where we just got to see his reaction, because we already know as the audience. And that's mm. great writing, because Absolutely. you're not wasting our time going over the details mm-hmm. we already know. Right. So the characters like re-sort of like hashing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Each, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just so impressive. Let's go ahead and get into the episode. Okay. So we have Arden and Derek, and it's... Um, we have Kira Arden. Arden show is going to come on about in, in two weeks. She's supposed to join Yay. us. Um, so Kira and Derek, I like that we got to see them together because we haven't seen that before. There any kind of relationship where they were kind of working on screen mm-hmm. together, and you know he thinks that her Kitsune interaction with the electricity may have you know sparked this. Nogisune in styles Mm -hmm. and this is kind of what started it so you know she's scared she doesn't want to be responsible at all for what's going on with Mm -hmm. Scott's best friend you know and what's funny is styles sort of warned Scott you know stay away from this girl you know she could be dangerous and I heard Jeff saying in an interview that you know if someone was watching Derek's back last season maybe you wouldn't have gotten so close to the drock and and had to deal with that Mm -hmm. turn of events and Mm -hmm. you know her trying to kill his friends so I'm not saying um 
you know, Kira is is bad at all because so far we all love her. She's so mm-hmm. sweet. We're all rooting for the relationship with Scott. I think that they're like perfect together and they she kind of parallels where he started in season mm-hmm. one and mm-hmm. just like starting to, you know, find out who she is. But we thought that her mom was definitely like, you know, suspicious and we were right in this episode, but I mm-hmm. was thinking she was bad. So it was nice to find out that she, you know, it's inadvertently, unconsciously, possibly starting sort of these dark things, but not intentionally. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like she's she's like a the good kid right. today. It seems like so far. Are, are you talking about Kira's mom or Kira? Or both. both. Because both. Kira in this episode wasn't mm-hmm. it revealed. I could be wrong that mm-hmm. Kira possibly inadvertently was the catalyst for right all of this. These yes. dark shadows. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's again, I think all of these characters kind of have that light mm-hmm. and that dark. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but I think when Kira's mom was talking to um, Styles, well, the Nugetsuni in Styles, when Kira's mm-hmm. mom shows up in the hospital and talks mm-hmm. to uh, Styles, like the demon inside Styles, and he, she says that she knows somebody who can take him down if the Oni can't take him down. I'm pretty sure she was talking about Kira. So I think Kira is mm-hmm. like... That. I was thinking Scott um, or Kira. I wasn't sure who well, she was speaking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think? I, we will find out. <laughs> <laughs> she knows. She can't we say. We will find okay, out. We'll but say. what's kind of really great is, I mean... All of the character development, you know, Scott mm-hmm. sort of becoming a man now, and um, Lydia's development, and what's mm-hmm. happening with Allison and mm-hmm. Derek coming back, and you yeah, know, and, yeah, and we finally get to hear what Derek, you know, went to do. He mm-hmm. had taken Cora back to South America, and he needed to talk to his mom, mm-hmm. and she kind of told him, you know, we didn't just live in this town; we were protecting it. So it, it was nice to hear that and that he's going to, you know, get, be there for Scott and give him, like, trade secrets, basically, mm-hmm. of of how to go about being the alpha and how he can help him protect this town. And it's nice to see that again because it was sort of we're going back to how, you know, right. he used to be, like, a guide for him. So I'm glad that we're getting him back more and he's going to continue to help it Scott. It feels almost like fate, though, with the characters. Like, they each sort of have their predestiny yeah. so regardless of sort of how they get themselves off course something mm-hmm. seems sort of inadvertently brings them bring back. them back to their mm-hmm. you know absolutely. on that path of potential mm-hmm. so. absolutely and so we also we were getting um allison was you know her phone was turned <laughs> off that was weird and mm. she had those messages from like that were in Japanese mm-hmm. and they go to Kira's dad Mr. Yukamura and he kind of translates for them and lets them know that it, they were saying all evacuees must stay 10 feet from the fences and they were talking about like German World War II camps that were in California and I actually know about that I've been to like the Rustic Canyon mm-hmm. and they do have like an old German camp set up there wow. so when they were talking about there being like those old camps in California mm-hmm. there really were so I'm excited to see where they're going with that story mm-hmm. and Jeff said that like um, the fact that Styles was wrapped up that he had mm-hmm. that around his head and everything with the teeth that has mm-hmm. to do with the uh, Japanese German camps and what you know mm-hmm. I guess sort of happened to them in those mm-hmm. camps I'm not really sure so yeah it's terrifying it is mm-hmm. so I, I'm guessing all being all wrapped up like that we can suspect you know is some kind whatever happened to them that was sort of what they had what where they ended up with the you know those sort of 
uh, mm-hmm. bandages and mummified and clothing. Yeah. Right. And maybe yeah. that's what turned them bad. Maybe that's what that maybe that's why they kind of haunt Beacon Hills. Because it is kind yeah. of California specific. Yeah, a that's way. a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we get Stilinski and um, Agent McCall. And it was nice to see that Agent McCall actually came through for once. <laughs> and he kind of, you know, was there to help rather mm-hmm. than hinder. Do you guys mm-hmm. think that Stilinski and McCall can make up after this? Since Argent McCall is kind of, was helping find uh, Styles, And it was him who actually realized that Style was in the den because he had mentioned the coyote repellent. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, I think whenever sort of, you know, there's a bigger cause for people to come together and sort of help, I think they can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's sort of like throughout the, all of the seasons, people sort of have their moments of, oh, no, are they messing everything up? Or are mm-hmm. they kind of, and then, oh, no, but they come and they help right in the nick of time. So right. I think so. Yeah. No, I mean, we don't know why he's in town yet. You know, we know that he does want to have some kind of relationship with Scott, but there's another reason. And in this episode, we get that like kind of weird scene, but very telling scene about Mm -hmm. how he was, you know, maybe an alcoholic. And Mm -hmm. that's how he figured out where Styles was because he talked about being in a closet after being drunk, which I've Mm. seen people do, by the way. I don't know if you guys ever have, but thinking that they are, like, in a bathroom bathroom. or thinking they're somewhere that they're Mm -hmm. actually not. So I really... I've seen people sleepwalk like, (laughs) in hallways or something. Yeah. Yeah. That must be terrifying to see. I have never seen it. I've never seen anybody sleepwalk. Thank gosh. (laughs) Because I think I would be so freaked out. I had a roommate that did it who happened to not care fondly of me and I thought for sure she was going to hurt me in her sleep and just like subconsciously I didn't think like she would do it if she was awake but I was like subconsciously I know this girl doesn't like me she's sleeping beside me it's very scary you know she might attack you in your sleep yeah so movie with Rooney Mara I think in Channing Tatum where she kills him oh Oh, I don't um, know we're seeing so many movie references (laughs) but she but but she where she but she really was trying to murder but she was saying that she had a condition mm -hmm. where she yeah yeah. but she was sleeping yes I just saw all that I can't, I can't remember. It's like it has time. something to do with mm-hmm. like a pill Catherine's or a drug. Jones. Yeah, but oh. it's so crazy. Catalyst is it? No, no, no. something called like some side, effects. side effects. That's it. That's good. We're playing trivia <laughs> here tonight. Yeah, so I mean, hopefully he's not having any sleepovers anyway, because it's just you know who knows. You can't really trust him right now. Like everyone loves Styles, but he can't trust himself <laughs> no right sleepovers. now. So. <laughs> no sleepovers for scissors, styles. Scissors in the bed, you know, bad <laughs> sign. No sleepovers. You Honestly, know? I feel like they they needed to like strap him down. They know this is happening and that he's wandering off. He's driving a, his car, you Which know, can't like be safe. no, like they know he's doing this. So strap the guy up for sleeping, you know, for his own safety. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, um, what I really like this episode is Lydia actually found where Styles was in his head. Yes, I know. So what that was, was that. That was we had, so um, mind-boggling. She can hear things. She's like extra, like a highly sensitized mm-hmm. hearing. But mm-hmm. she, but Styles was he wasn't base, even really yeah, there. The basement right. was in his mind, right. right? But he was at the den the whole entire time. But when when Lydia went to the mental institution, mm-hmm. like we saw the sign, like the mm-hmm. kanji sign, mm-hmm. which meant he was there, but he wasn't in his really head. There. So so it's like mental reality and reality like is it the same now we had nick made millions say that he thinks lydia can um like spectate 
people's dreams or intercept them. So I don't know. Um, by oh, the, almost oh. like what's it called when you um, sort of teleport yourself? Like mm-hmm. what's what's the term for it? Um, where you're like your your, your consciousness. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I can't think of the name, yes. but but the word is. But you can sort of like consciousness can you sort of teleport like to somewhere else oh, what is projection it? yes who said yes Whoa, oh Mar- marissa is that you yes this thank is you astral projection you. yes astral projection <laughs> i don't even i'm gonna look that up yeah the more you know <laughs> um i love jeff's like facts and how he was kind of oh, lo- so teaching smart. us every episode today he was talking is, about like, rooted the, in actual yeah, reality yeah. yeah and, and that's it's what makes the show so amazing because it makes it a little bit scary because it's a little bit possible. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know how they do it. It's kind of brilliant. Like, it historically is. and even modern times. Like, because mm-hmm. sleepwalking, I feel like, is more of like a modern thing. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I don't know. The writers are just brilliant. <laughs> I like that he was kind of telling us about, like, the chemo signals that sig- that there were, like, smells that communicate emotions mm-hmm. and internal struggles, and they mm-hmm. were able to, like, smell that. That was really interesting to me. Yeah, and how Derek knew that it was styles against himself. Mm-hmm. Just to descend. Yeah, and guys at, at home, don't forget, you can call in. The number here is 242 uh, 256-1729. It's at the bottom of the video. And ask Bianca a question. Ask me anything. <laughs> no, but they say that like the sense of smell is like one of those things that like triggers memory and such mm. like a more than anything it else. It is for me. Like, especially yeah. if I smell, like, a perfume that maybe I wore as a child in high school or something. Takes you like, back. Everything, like, floods in, good or yeah. bad. But it's kind of nice. I, I really yeah. like it, in a way. <laughs> no, I don't I don't know how he does it because it's, like, not, it's not like he just sort of, like, Jeff just sort of writes things from the ether. He mm-hmm. actually, like, you know, researches it mm-hmm. because it's, like, there's it's grounded in truth and fact and edits and then it's, like, you know, uh, directing and it's insane. It's insane. Yeah, I don't know it how. It's insane. <laughs> it's amazing. So Jeff mentioned that mm-hmm. another banshee is coming. And I think this is great yeah. because just like Scott kind of has yeah. Derek to give him like those like, mm. you know, trade senses of, of what, you know, being like an alpha is and how he can help him and be his teacher. I feel like Lydia definitely needs that. And Absolutely. as an audience mm-hmm. member, mm-hmm. we kind of need to know like the history of the banshee and, right. I'm, you know, I'm sure it's coming. Yeah. And like, I know, you know, but like clarifying yeah. the powers, because I know we, we've all been wondering, we waited like a season and a half to figure out, you know, what her special powers were. But I mm-hmm. think it really helped her. It seems like she's struggling a lot with mm-hmm. her powers because she wants to help so badly. And, you know, she's used to always being right as she's so intelligent. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard for her to not understand how to control these powers. Right. Right. So I'm looking forward to that other banshee coming in and kind of helping the audience figure it out and helping guide Lydia to right. how she can help the pack more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that moment she stops, um, she doesn't tell Scott that she hears something. Yeah. yeah we really mm-hmm. feel for her in that moment. And we, I think anybody can connect to that moment. Mm-hmm. I really liked that shot in um, Styles' room where he had all the red threads. threads. And she's like, did you hear that? Oh my god. And just like <laughs> plucking them. She yeah. hear sounds. I just felt like that was like such like a maze in like serial yeah. killer's room. Well, like know, it was so scary. interesting though? And I don't know if this is true and I kind of want to ask the writers um, if, you know, when I, when I thought of um, string theory, 
you know, mm-hmm. and how like yes, this is yes. all a hologram mm-hmm, and it's just like mm-hmm. a vibration mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of the strings. And I thought, oh. I wonder if that's what they're sort of writing into it because Wait, this is. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about like physics? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, like string mm-hmm, theory mm-hmm. and how that maybe that's why mm-hmm. when Silk Styles is in his mind and right. he's technically can also exactly because oh technically gosh. we're we're everywhere because this is just in a hologram yeah. do you guys want to talk about, about that, that a little bit strings. more for people who don't know i'm not going to pretend to be an expert by any means um, so we're all experts here by the way you can quote all I'm of us a, I'm quantum just, physics yeah you know. i love yeah and i'm a futurist and i love you know Kurzweil mm-hmm. and all that stuff and the singularities mm-hmm. so i'm all into yes, it so i was yeah. like oh i gotta ask them is that gonna come into no, it i think you should ask them yeah, i think that's, definitely I that's think that a fantastic question mm-hmm. yeah oh, you guys are so intelligent because it makes <laughs> it makes <laughs> yes. it makes sense though that he could be sort of like because it sort of all fits in with the whole mm-hmm. thing of like mm-hmm. you know it's all in your mind and it's all an illusion and you're fighting yourself and you know what's the thing that you can't you can never lose it, and it's a part of you forever, mm-hmm. and it's like your shadow self. And then Lydia's like, do you hear the vibrations off of the strings? And mm-hmm. that's how she finds him. And I don't know. I'm thinking. That's I'm a thinking, very good point. I was like, oh, M theory. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, it's and then it com- brings to mind like, mm-hmm. are illusions necessarily illusions? You know what I mean? Like if we experience them, and they're, I think they're if there, it's, I think if it's real you know? to you. Like, did right. you see her? Yes. Okay. See? <laughs> see? Movie yeah. references. <laughs> no, because that movie. No. Oh my god, I love that movie. And Amazing and movie. how you know, sorry, sorry that. Joaquin's <laughs> wife, um, Rooney Mara, is like you know you're you're dating your laptop, and, mm-hmm. and his friend, his best friend, is like, well, if it's real to you, if it's a real experience mm-hmm. for you, it's real. Yeah. So that's how I, I feel. like that. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> we can relate Teen Wolf mm-hmm. to so many great films, and it's great mm-hmm. that we can do that. We're, we're reminded of mm-hmm. these amazing films that are up for Oscars, and, and just from watching, you know, Teen Wolf, it's, it's so well written. It's nice that we can talk about all these, like, futuristic theories, and we've talked about how it definitely, as the seasons go on, has asked the audience to, you know, be more sophisticated. Which I love, because I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes, a lot of times, shows, especially if they feel like it's geared to maybe a younger demographic. Mm-hmm. They kind of um, dumb it down or they don't, you know, they feel like they have to be sort of spoon-fed. But mm-hmm. I don't, I think I the young people agree. are far more intelligent than mm-hmm. a than lot of shows give them sure. credit. Absolutely. So, Teen Wolf does it in such a non-pretentious way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anybody, like it's it kind of, if you don't know, it still works. If you know, yeah. then it just adds another layer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's so non-pretentious and so humble. And, and things that maybe you never heard of, you're like, oh, wow, this is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. And then you're learning, even if right. you've never heard of it before. Right, right. Yeah. Instead of intimidating, right. you are inspiring and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of triggering, like, all of these light bulbs. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. <laughs> so I really liked that moment when Agent McCall comes in and he, like, points to the picture that looks like the Zorro, but it's, like, the Oni. And he's like, you know, anyone, is everyone out looking for, for the Oni? And everyone thinks he's nuts, obviously, that he, that he's the one who saw this and he got stabbed by it. It seems like no one believes him right. now. And they're like, no, we have bigger priorities. But it's funny that now it's he's sort of moment. the joke in the town mm-hmm. because he was trying to explain, like, the supernatural being that stabbed him. Mm-hmm. So I really liked that moment because before now, you know, Stolinsky was the one that everyone was looking down on. Mm-hmm. So it was nice that we got that kind of flip and that McCall was actually able to help mm-hmm. Stolinsky. So it you know we're coming around with their character development and it's nice to see them growing and helping each other and changing and Mm -hmm. finding out more about you know what where what their end goal is well i 
I, I can say that you definitely um, Marin comes um, the Monday after next. I believe that's like what episode. Oh yeah. So you'll yeah you'll get some answers. We were wondering. Well, yeah. well we can say that later. Okay. Okay. Well, because he um, even in this episode we get Scott texting Deaton, mm-hmm. you know, and saying you know like what's going on, and he's like I'm working on it. So it's it's obvious that you guys are going to come back into play and hopefully help the, the pack figure things out because you guys are the mm-hmm. ones in the know with the ancient history. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Us druid emissaries slash whatever else we are. It's <laughs> awesome. It's a mystery. Yeah. I love how that's still unraveling. I remember every season being like, I want to get a little more. bit more and a little bit do? more and a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. I like it. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. So we'll now just focus a lot on styles because that was this episode. So Heartbreaking. Oh. Yeah. Need to give Dylan a round of applause for that one. Oh yeah, amazing. <laughs> His performance. I mean, yeah. we've always known how talented he is as an mm-hmm. actor, but yeah. wow. Oh it's nice God. to see the yeah. shift from yeah. comedy to drama, yeah. you know, and they say it's sometimes it's like if you can be that funny, they, they call it like the sad clown mm-hmm. that you're able to go both ways. You mm-hmm. can be that dramatic and you can be that funny and make fun of truths because mm-hmm. it's kind of sad. No, it was know? a really, it was a really sad episode um and everyone was amazing in it mm-hmm. i mean his parents and his mom and oh mm. i mean yeah no it was and mm. when he was going to get the little mri and they're like don't move and oh my favorite part of the episode was the bro hug because i felt like an audience member we all kind of needed them to hug mm-hmm. for us and for them because you know styles is just going through hell and the yeah. nightmares of hell. It's like when you go to yeah. sleep, that's like when you're safe and your subconscious is like filling your repressed desires, but not styles. Like it's just torture and nightmares. And it's like his body just can't get rest. And that's so important to be able to function throughout the day. Like when I don't get sleep, I am just all over the place. I'm like feeling like there's something wrong with me. So yeah. the fact that he is basically not sleeping at all when he goes to rest, you know, he is going through torture and mental abuse and he's walking around. It's like, I just can't imagine what kind of state you're in like Yeah, that. I mean, it makes you kind of definitely have empathy for people that have mental illness. Because mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't escape yourself. If there's something, if it's external to you, Absolutely. it's an external enemy, but if mm-hmm. you, if it's in your mind. Right. I mean, how do you, oh, how do you, you know? Yeah, how do you escape? You can't. You can't. Yeah, it must be terrifying. What I thought I wouldn't, oh, go ahead. Oh, no. I, well, I mean, for me, I just kind of thought, like, was there, like, a little bit of, if you're sick, I'm going to turn you into a werewolf? thing happening between yes. Scott and Styles. I agree with and that because he was like, if there is something wrong with you, mm-hmm. I'm going to do something. We're going to do something. Yeah. And it, I think a lot of the audience kind of clued in that, you know, maybe he'll turn Scott. Because if we remember mm-hmm. Erica, she suffered from seizures. And then, you know, she wanted the bite. And once she got right. the bite, she was able to overcome that sort of, like, natural pain that mm-hmm. she was born with. Mm-hmm. So if this is something that Styles, you know, obviously was born with, we know his mother had it, perhaps getting the werewolf bite could cure him but in another way mm-hmm. is that what the kitsune wants does the kitsune want even more power is that oh, part of the kitsune's plan wow. the no kitsune the no kitsune yeah. the bad kitsune which is the no kitsune yeah. yeah well i don't know i just thought i just love you know because most of the time when we hear about humans turning i mean humans being bitten by mm-hmm. werewolves or vampires mm-hmm. it's usually like a love interest and i just really love the way that 
you know, it can happen between friends. And it just made right. their friendship seem so much stronger to me. Because mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. I had a friend and I was a vampire and they were dying, I would want to bite them, you know? <laughs> but we never hear about that. We never hear yeah. about that. Yeah. And their friendship is just so strong and so beautiful. Yeah, no, I agree. It's nice to have a friendship yeah. celebrated for once mm-hmm. on a show rather than a romance. Be, yeah. Right. yeah. Mm-hmm. That love is... You know, it's not just the sort of exactly. the romantic right. exactly. partners, but that you can mm-hmm. have that kind of intense familial love between. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want to know, and maybe I didn't get to see the um, coming attractions for the next episode, is mm-hmm. at the end when um, when Styles goes into the machine and he's going to hear like a knocking, and then Lydia is like hearing it, and mm-hmm. she turns up the things so she can't hear, and she's mm-hmm. screaming. And I want to know, oh my god, what is that? Like, what is that intense right. knocking? Is mm-hmm. it really? That loud, or is it just mm-hmm. magnified for her? I don't know. What is I it? It's the machine, right? Well, it, well, it was, but it was something else. Mm-hmm. And I kind of found felt like at first, before the whole power surge ha- happened, it felt like a ticking. Right, it sounded oh. like a ticking was going to go off. Something was going to go off, and we got that scene with um, Scott and Derek on top of the building. You know, realizing his Styles' bat was there, and he was trying to protect everyone from himself. Mm. Oh, what a crazy struggle. Can you imagine for trying to protect those around you from yourself? I mean, that's something we should all definitely reflect on and be conscious of. Some people don't care, though. Some people don't care. Some people just cause chaos wherever they go. They do, and it's important to be self-aware of that. Mm. And Styles, luckily, has always cared about his friends first. So he knows there's something wrong with him. He's protecting his friends from himself. But that's Mm. definitely something, especially as a teenager, you should reflect on, you know, you're, you, you, there's a lot, you know, I remember attitude problems with myself, you know, hormones up and down and, you know, you're not always <laughs> as considerate about your friends and, you, and your family as you should be and you don't know what kind of right. hell you're sort well, of Well, like, at that age too, everything is so magnified, mm-hmm. you know, yes. everything mm-hmm. feels so life mm-hmm. and death and so you feel like it's only happening to you and it's, this mm-hmm. isn't, no one else is experiencing this. So what you're going through is like... You know, the worst pain that anyone's ever felt on Earth. I really feel like it is, though. It is the worst pain that (laughs) I ever felt when I was younger and was going through those kind of things. Because now, as an adult, since you've been there, you got past it, it's not as bad now. But I really think that we kind of, we talk about it as like it's a light thing and a a lighter thing than it is. It definitely feels like it's not as bad. But really, I feel like that was the worst. Handling emotions and pain as a child. Biological, do you think it's hormones or is it just lack of experience? Lack of experience, I would say. What do you guys think? I think it's hormones. I mean, I think it's both. I I think it's both. Um, But I don't know. But you could be right because um, I have a friend that they say, like, if you kids that maybe grow up in third world countries are so, I mean... They're so, so numb. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they've been through so they're much. Strong. That they're Yeah, so maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe it is being exposed. Right. And, and in the show, we get to see our characters. We saw Scott, he, how much he's changed from season mm-hmm. one, how much stronger he's become, mm-hmm. forced by his environment to become stronger. And now we're kind of getting to see that with Kira, and I'm excited to see where her character goes. I know, in the teaser, you see Kira, like, being badass. Like, she's, like, ready to, like punch somebody or kick somebody. I don't know what she's doing. But, like, they were running like, very fast Yeah, the they were woods. doing something. And I was like, go, Arden. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about um, 
the Kira's mom, and we get that scene where she's kind of with the Onis, uh, the Fireflies, and, you know, Styles is possessed by the Nogetsune, uh, what is it, the, um, no, is that no how you say it? Nogetsune, yeah. Nogetsune, mm-hmm. um, and... So right? he's kind of right? talking. Okay, nobody, nobody's <laughs> correcting us. I'm sure everyone like on live streaming like, no! and YouTube will let us know <laughs> yes. any wrong pronunciations. Please do let us know. Um, but uh, they're introducing quite a, a new vocabulary, so we're all getting used to it. Reading it, hearing it, and then saying it out loud—so different. So we have her, and was in, were you guys shocked at all? I definitely felt like she was going to have a part in this because we got that earlier scene where it was like. She kept her name, like the father took her mother's name because um, she was the last surviving member of her family. The mother, Kira's mother, was the last surviving member of her family. Mm -hmm. So Mr. Yukamura actually took her name. Mm Mm-hmm. And even in that scene where she's changing Kira's light bulb, we see, like, the electricity. Mm -hmm. Yes. And she kind of looked over at Kira to see if Kira noticed. And Mm -hmm. I think she did. Absolutely. Kira definitely Mm -hmm. noticed. So, and then we get the excuse, that exchange between Kira's mom and Styles, which is the Nogitsune, uh, uh, Nogitsune at the moment. And they're, you know, she's kind of saying, like, you won't deter me even if you're inhabiting an innocent young boy. So it looks like it doesn't matter that, you know, it's Styles' body. They're going, she's going to, you know, go through with kind of attacking him and trying to get the, you know, bad kitsune out of him where do you guys see this going i mean if styles you know gets bitten maybe the kitsune will get more power um you know if he does if he does get bitten maybe he can overcome it Mm -hmm. overcome his mental illness which will then kind of cure the fact that he had this weakness because even derek was pointing out that why would they go after styles he has no power but they were you know he obviously had a weakness that open door in his mind that sort of allowed these dark spirits to find their way in because he had that weakness hmm. <laughs> yeah. i mean i don't know i mean I've, I've heard that before i have a friend that's like oh i don't you know you have to be dark forces they only sort of exist if you sort of believe they do if you feel mm. weak but if mm-hmm. you i don't know i like that that kind of thinking i believe in that yeah. but then it's but then i mean what does that mean for people that are that actually I don't know. Yeah, is that implying that they're weak in some way? Which is we all have some sort of weakness, though. I mean, I'm sure we all have Mm -hmm. an Achilles heel. We all have. Well, Well, I think the difference between a hero and a villain. A lot of times, they have the same character flaw. It's just that the hero is able to overcome that character flaw, and the villain is not. Right. Well, I think um, they fight it. mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. And it's a struggle. Yeah, there's like two things going on there because like one, one, and you know, Styles does have a physical physical weakness in his mm-hmm. brain. And he does, yeah, because everyone does, around because him has does, supernatural does strong. dementia. Yeah, and he has the dementia. Yeah, he yeah. has a dementia. And if he's bitten by the... Is, if he's bitten by Scott and he becomes a werewolf, would he be cured of that? I'm sure he would be cured of that, mm-hmm. but then would that kind of, like, expunge the demon out of him? That I'm not sure of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Because it wasn't... But And I also think with Allison's phone being off... Maybe it makes me feel like maybe Styles isn't the only Nogitsune. Maybe like, you know, that's a good point. Maybe Allison's uh, Allison's going to be next. I don't know. Maybe. maybe. So let's just <laughs> let, let's talk about like. Um, 
I feel like before we get to the interview with you, Bianca, mm-hmm. let's talk about, like, we did see get to see the next Dawns, and that can kind of be, like, our predictions part. Um, mm-hmm. Just, you know, seeing that. You saw the next what? We saw, the, like, the next Dawn of what's going to happen. Oh, I missed that. That's okay. Maybe didn't record it. So it just looks like you know Peter's back, and uh, it seems like to me it was Peter's voice kind of saying you know he wanted the Nogitsune in his body. He wanted it from Styles, and he kind of makes sense to me because he's always wanted a lot of power. Which, by the way, I'm just speculating. I'm not sure. This is my prediction, um, but it just seems to me like Peter, good or bad power, he has always wanted it. So I. I feel like he sees the Nogitsune as very powerful and he's going to, you know, come in and be another villain almost. Like we mm-hmm. I like how we got um we always kind of get this. The another opposing force that's not the villain, but it was like we had Dukalian last mm-hmm. season who mm-hmm. wasn't bad, but he wasn't good, and then we also had the Duroc. So I feel like now they're introducing I Peter. Yeah, they were. I mean, kind they had of, their backstory. Like, redeemed that them, themselves yeah. so much, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like now Peter is going to be that other opposing force besides Nogitsune because it, you know, it seems like he's coming back. I think maybe he was the one who kind of picked the route from the Nematon earlier this season, mm. and it just seems like he wants the Nogitsune in his body because he wants the power. I'm not sure. That's just. What I'm suspecting. And then we saw a scene where, like, they are all in the woods. We got, like, Kira was running really fast. And we got the Danny and Ethan kiss coming up, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to see them back together. <laughs> and there was this really weird moment where an arrow, um, the coach is in the woods with all the kids. And maybe they're out for a gym, you know. And um, he kind of, like, trips over something. And an arrow is released. And... I hope he's okay, but they just he's showed dead. him. He's dead. He has. A, he was bleeding from the stomach. He was, he was but is anyone right? really dead in Team Wolf? Like, they can uh, bite him. I would love to see Coach be a werewolf. It'd be oh hilarious. He'd be out of control. He's already out of control. <laughs> oh, that's so, funny. <laughs> so, who knows? I hope that they don't. he doesn't die. Um, what do you think for predictions for next episode? Gosh. Mm. Oh, yes. Music. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> It helps. Think better, actually. I'm not really sure. Bianca, I don't, do you have one? Oh, I, I didn't see the coming attractions. Yeah, I so. didn't. And I don't know. I didn't, I didn't read that script, so I don't know what's going to happen. Next <laughs> she can't say too much. <laughs> that is a perfect alibi. Um, um, I do you think saw- Kira is good or bad? Okay, I definitely think Kira is like good, and I think she's gonna. Be, she's like the good. You know what but I mean? But is she a threat because she doesn't know how to, you know, handle her powers right now? No, I think I think I think her mom is gonna approach Kira and then she's gonna like you know, guide her and let her know what her power is. I only saw like a little bit hmm I don't know. I know. This you know, Scott so is good. Scott Scott is really interesting because I feel like he's taking a more like like why didn't he talk to Kira? Like in this episode, can, yeah. Like at the when end, she was calling him yeah. in the hallway and mm-hmm. Derek's like I think he's preoccupied. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a good question. It was in slow motion. It was almost like she mm-hmm. was talking, and it was like he almost didn't even hear her. Do you think he didn't hear her, or do you think... I think he was preoccupied. 
Hmm? Yeah, I think just mentally, you know, sometimes mentally you just don't hear people Mm -hmm. when they're talking to you. If you're focused on something, they really have to continue to repeat themselves. Yeah, but we're not apple wolves. (laughs) I feel like that was sort of like maybe foreshadowing what's going to happen in the next episode. That's a great point. He's sensing, his wolf senses are sensing something. Yeah. That's a good point. So I don't think it was like, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, this is just total speculation, but I think that was more like foreshadowing what's to come. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great point. His spidey sense is up. (laughs) I agree. So let's go ahead and get into the interview with you, Bianca. (laughs) So I always ask, like, what from your childhood would you say contributed to you, you know, wanting to be an actress? And when did you sort of know? Hmm. Okay. Um, Well, I mean, I've always been a cinephile. I mean, I watched tons of movies with Mm -hmm. my parents. And um, so that, you know, it's like, oh, I want to do that. Plus, I was kind of shy and introverted, and I think um, shy, introverted children kind of mm-hmm. um, have that desire to express. Um, so, um, so I, you know, just went to my mom, my parents, and I was like, I want to be in commercials, and I want to act. <laughs> and I think also, too, living in L.A., at least you see that it's possible. Exactly. As opposed to, like, if you live somewhere really far away and there's no business, it's like, oh, that seems like a miracle, a mm-hmm, dream, but mm-hmm. I was already living here and from here. So, um, you know, it's like, okay, my parents are really supportive. So That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. So I just knew, I knew for sure at, like, eight. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. amazing. Were you starting to do stuff when you were yeah. younger? Mm-hmm. I started when I was eight, and then I got my first job when I was, like, nine. That's, wow, amazing. that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was your first job? Can we talk about um, it? Yeah. I don't – I think maybe it was a Barbie commercial, which is so that's crazy. Really cool. Because I, you know, like you watch those commercials, um, you know, Saturday morning and you see those Barbie commercials mm-hmm. and you're like, I was like, those girls look so cool and so beautiful and amazing mm-hmm. and I loved Barbies. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to do that. And I was actually just talking to a friend of mine. Um, I was obsessed with this show called um, – Fun house, mm-hmm. um, and where you you seen it? You go the obstacle course, and you have uh-huh. to get the little tickets. <laughs> and I was just one of those kids. Like I would watch something, and I would think, I was like, I want to be on that. And I saw, I wrote down the number. Where it's like, if you want to be a contestant, you know. And I got the number, <laughs> and I gave fantastic. it to my mom, and mm-hmm. I was like, Can we call? Can I be on the show? And you know, to my parents' credit, they were never like, That's crazy. You know, like mm-hmm. okay, that's sure. That's you know, great. no, absolutely, you have to try. And I did, something. yeah, mm-hmm. and I did it, and I was like. Who in my school would be a good contestant? And I went through, like, the school phone book, and I picked a boy. I didn't even know him. I mean, I kind of knew him around, but he was, like, yeah. older. But I thought, he'd make a great contestant. And I called, and I spoke to his mom. And his mom was like, okay. And then... And you did this. Yes. You were coordinating yes, all yes, of this. I was such a crazy child. And <laughs> Total entrepreneur. And, and, uh, but my parents let me. And we went on the show, and um, and I won. Uh, we won because we, I got some random question about beads, and I just seen a documentary on TV about beads, <laughs> and that's how I just knew. It. I don't know; it was weird. So yeah, so it was all these sort of wow. See, I yeah. feel like a lot of parents when mm-hmm. they hear their kids, they, there's a study, and they test kids' creativity and imagination when they're about three, mm-hmm. and then they do it again when they're seven, and when they're three, it's really high, and they have all these dreams and goals, mm-hmm. and then when they tested them again at seven, it was a lot lower, and they say between the ages of three and seven is when the parents, you know, kind of tell their kids that they need to, you know, those are big mm-hmm. dreams mm-hmm. and, you know, you need to get a, a, a job that makes sense in the town, something you yeah. know you can do. It's it, it's kind of, you know, wild to think the that. That doesn't really happen. That, that seed of doubt or that mm-hmm. yeah. you can take away the possibility. Have you seen, um, there's a great documentary called um, The Up Series. The Up Series. And I'm it's writing like this it down. British documentary. Um, it's kind of about that, like who you are at seven is who you'll be for the rest of your life. And so wow. they take, That's really cool. They take these kids um 
a group of kids from different sort of socioeconomic backgrounds, different, mm-hmm. um, just completely different, you know, um, some kids are really sort of poor and ethnic and some are very wealthy and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And every seven years they go and they visit them. Um, and now it's like at 56 and up. So every seven years they wow. go back and they visit wow. the same group of kids to see how they've changed, how life has affected them, if, there's, if the mm-hmm. core of them is still sort of the same, and it weirdly is. That's so wow. interesting. Yeah. I, I think that's so true because mm-hmm. for me recently, I find myself like trying to go back to when I was like mm-hmm. seven or eight. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, well, that's yeah. where they say the early early childhood development, like mm-hmm. that it's, um, everyone's like, oh, yeah, focusing so much on like college and yes, but that mm-hmm. sort of it's the sort of how you're dealing with your child from the time that they're born until, Absolutely. you know, um, those early grades. Though That's the time because that's when your brain is really forming sort of who you're going to be. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's so fantastic that your parents were not like, okay, you pick out who you want us to call. We'll call and, like, yeah. coordinate it. The fact that they let you mm-hmm. take control of your future and your destiny when you were that young, that says so much. And I'm definitely, you I know, preaching to the parents, well, they let your kids had, yeah. do that kind they of stuff. They both had really strict parents. And mm-hmm. so I think that's they thought, oh, you know what I mean? I, I want to be have, be the kind of parent that I wish I had because mm-hmm. they're both mm-hmm. highly creative people, uh-huh. more creative than I am. Um, so, <laughs> they, so they were like, okay. You know, they were very, mm-hmm. they really validated that and mm-hmm. they weren't. Um, but they, what I think is good and I think this sort of maybe what can be a problem with kids that go into the business is if the parents, um, my parents were not like at all trying to be involved or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like, that's on you, right. but your school is the number one thing and you can do this right, for your right, right, right. joy and to feel a sense of accomplishment, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's not, um, you know, it's an illusion all, you know, it's not real. It's, it's not, we're not just going to like sit back and let you, you know, pay for everything. You know what I mean? Right. It was like, I was still like a child, but that's good oh, that they were letting you be a child. Yeah. yeah. So what's one of your best like set experiences or stories oh, from God. set with one, any of the characters or, hmm, best or just a memory, you know, just um, one of your memories from on set, a funny time. Okay. Let me think. Let me think. <laughs> um, it be anything. I know. Oh gosh. I'm trying to like go back. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, this isn't even remotely exciting to anybody. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could think of something that would be like really controversial and like exciting. Um, <laughs> but, um, this is just only exciting to me. I had never experienced snow until I was like 20. And wow. so when I was in Chicago shooting Save Lost Dance, I don't know what I thought snow was going to look like. It was going to come down and like snowballs. Like, yeah. I was like, you know, when you see, um, Charlie Brown and it's like little, little snowballs. I, I don't know what I thought snow was going to look like, but I, uh, it hadn't been snowing and then I, went inside to a building and I came out and there was like white dust everywhere and everything was covered in white and I was like what is this and I was like oh my god it's snow so I don't know that's what came to me but it's not exciting at all it was just exciting to me no so exciting I think a lot of people in Los Angeles can you know can relate to that for sure I'm so jealous of people that get the seasons Yes, but then we get the amazing weather. I mean, like, think about the people who are snowed in and can't go to work. And well, I feel like we get to live more out here, you know, because true. we're not stuck coordinating our schedules with the weather eight months but out of the year. But I weirdly feel like, because, I weirdly feel like, because, uh, you know, like on the East Coast, you see the passage of time with the mm-hmm. seasons. Absolutely. I, almost I know exactly feel what you're like talking about. if you mm-hmm. live in LA, it's easy to lose time. Like it's easy to sort of like mm-hmm. months and years go by and yeah. you don't sort of yeah, accomplish yeah. the things that you set out uh-huh. to accomplish because it feels like one long right, day. Right, right, right. Because you're not actually seeing 
time mm-hmm. passed right. because the seasons. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just how I totally I, agree. I understand that. Yeah. So I guess just we can all <laughs> reflect on that. <laughs> I feel like awareness is everything. So yeah. if you're aware of that, then you can sort yeah. of change that. Yeah. I mean, even but, when you're aware, though, it's tough. I know exactly what you're okay. talking about. When I yeah. visited New York and it was so cold and everybody was just bustling, you just really feel alive, you know? Yeah, like yeah. You're, like you're really have your eye on the, the prize. Bu- yeah. yeah. I the tiger. I've always wanted to move to New York because it feels yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone's like, it's like, I feel like living in LA, it's almost like living by the beach. It you know is, what I mean? It's it very, is. it's really back. I'm like, oh, tomorrow. And LA is awesome, by the way, guys. I'm Everybody from LA. So. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> this is my hometown. I know. I'm just saying. So, so what, yeah. um, what's like a future project that you want to work on? What can you talk about that you're working on on the side from Teen Wolf? Um, well, okay, so, um, other than, um, Teen Wolf. Um, I just had a film that aired on Lifetime that I produced. Oh, congratulations! Since I saw it, congratulations! So that was like a dream I had my last birthday, actually, um, which is wow. in March. So last March, I was like, "That's I want to do that," and it happened. Um, so I was very excited about that. So that just aired um, New Year's Day. And I'm trying to get the rights right now to a book that another actress had had the rights to for like 10 years and didn't do anything wow. with it. So, wow. um, so I'm trying to make that happen. Right it's now. amazing yeah. that you, you know, well, you're doing it out there. If you yeah. weren't going to be an actress, like what other career options did That's you think of? Um, you know, it's very strange because um, <laughs> um, when I was a child, I just wanted to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but now in hindsight, um, I, I always sort of loved anthropology. I would have been a social scientist. Mm. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. Really I'm not a natural extrovert, so it's weird mm-hmm. to me that I'm an actor. I'm mm-hmm. just, I'm not. I hear that of a common, lot of though. actors yeah. and actresses, mm-hmm. actually. I'm like, I do, I'm the person that's like in the corner observing, like, I don't want, don't look at me. I'll just sit back and listen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very strange. That's my job. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think when you're actually acting on set with yes. another person, it's yes. very intimate. It is. Um, the actual, mm-hmm. you know, the act of acting, so weird, um, is different <laughs> than all the other stuff that comes with sort of having to put yourself out there and promote things and, and be on. But when you're on a set, um, it's mm-hmm. very intimate, it's very close, I, and mm-hmm. so you can yeah. you can be mm-hmm. a shy person mm-hmm. and be an actor. Um, but it's all the other stuff that's like, oh whoa, oh my god. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm fascinated by people and and social groups, and I that's what I would have done. So you're search. producing now, do mm-hmm. you? And when you get the rights to this book, do you want to direct that or? Uh, no, I want to. <laughs> I want to um, find a screenwriter. I'd want to produce it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to assemble the talent. Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome. I can tell yeah. that you have a very entrepreneurial mind. You know? <laughs> like, so I think I can totally see you producing and doing yeah. that. I get so, restless. I, I have a lot of like energy, and it's hard sometimes <laughs> being an actor because so much of being an actor is like auditioning and mm-hmm. waiting for your next job Being and patient. yeah it's really it's crazy so um that's again when i'm like how did this happen to me um <laughs> so i sort of need other things to right. feel like right. i have more control that i can create projects for myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so where can the fans do you have a website that the fans can kind of go and, and check out what you're doing or should we just follow you on twitter what yeah can no i was totally not anywhere on social media and heather was like you need to get on <laughs> she was like hey she's on twitter and instagram at least so yeah so that's where i'm at now okay and what can we follow you what's like yes. the handle okay my handle is because my name in all of its different forms was taken <laughs> i had oh, to no. go with the nickname so it's um my twitter handle is bianca bot four so bianca and then b-o-t four and then my instagram is 
Bebot four, so B B O T four. Oh, that's such a cute yeah. handle. Yeah, I, I had to. Great. I wanted to. Um, you can get that certified, by the way. <laughs> she, I'm sure she can help you with that. <laughs> well, I well because I you can get of, your name back. I oh of, yeah, you can oh, get yeah. your name back. Yeah, Edie yeah. did that. Edie, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. But you know what happens is once you, um, if you change your Twitter handle, then you get unverified. And I mean, I guess it's who cares, but you just sort of let everybody know, oh, my Twitter handle changed, but mm, I'm going to gotcha. do that. I'm going to do that. But um, I sort of, I was never, I wasn't on Twitter, and then I rushed to get on it for um, Teen Wolf's last season finale. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, what's a quick nickname? My friend calls me Bebot. So I was like, okay, fine, whatever. It's really dumb, but no, okay. I, I like <laughs> it. You know? And you're doing so many other things, so yeah. it's great that we can follow you there. Obviously, yeah. you're so intelligent. You were Thank bringing you. up all these fascinating things that I were I was writing down, so I can go look up later because I feel like I'm not <laughs> in the know now. So it's great. You know, I'm looking forward to your tweets. I'm sure Thank they're, you. you know, futuristic from what it sounds. Just that kind of thinking yeah. is really entertaining to me. It's weird, though, because it's like, how do you, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine, it's like, how do you, you know, how do you sort of treat it in a way because it's, they're just quick little, you know. um, It took me a long time to, like, practice getting what I wanted to say, like, very short and concise. It takes practice. I found it changed the way I email. Like, Mm -hmm. I I changed my talk. I'm sort of like, I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not actually speaking in complete sentences anymore. (laughs) Everything is sort of abbreviated. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Is this more efficient thinking? Or I don't know. I think it's a little bit of both, but it definitely has helped me, like, put what exactly, figure out exactly what I want to say, words and sort of get the point out there yeah. very concise. Yeah, and that's sort of just going along with the program these days and the times and our generation. Everything's fast. Nobody has patience. Mm-hmm. And with that said, we're going to wrap up the show. <laughs> it was so great having thank you. you. Thank, thank you so, so thank you. much for joining us this evening. Thank you so much. It was now so I'm all like awake when I first got here. I was like, I'm like, okay, now I'm ready. The bright lights definitely help. <laughs> I, I can never sleep after the show. But so can you just say your Twitter handle? Yes. One more time, spell it out so everyone can okay. follow you. BiancaBot4, so B-I-A-N-C-A-B-O-T-4. Okay, fantastic. And we're going to tweet that out later so okay. you guys can follow mm-hmm. her. Okay. And June, where can we follow you? <laughs> Miss M-S underscore June Lee, J-U-N-E-L-E-E. Okay, fantastic. Good luck on your time. And you guys, you all know I'm Cinematic Escape on Twitter. And we'll see you guys next week. We have a special guest planned, so stay tuned. Bye. Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Just turned it off. Yes. Buzz. Bye. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite after shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here. And be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later. <laughs>